This year, Habitat First Group is celebrating 25 years since Jeremy Paxton spotted a beautiful lakeside area in the Cotswolds from his helicopter. Now, 25 years later, the group is still run by the Paxton family, who strive to lead the way in building award-winning holiday communities where families can make memories. As Lowell Mill Estate celebrates their 25th year milestone, we will be speaking to the Paxton family, alongside various specialists and key individuals who have been part of their journey since the beginning. Red Ruby Rory, thanks for joining me. Today we're going to talk about your 25-year journey with Habitat First Group. Ruby, why don't you start by telling us the story of how your father found Lower Mill Estate? Absolutely. Our father had a history in holiday home developments and he was flying over the Cotswold Water Park one day, um, saw a disused quarry, uh, decided to land his helicopter, have a picnic, swim in the lakes and just by chance a couple of weeks later found out that the quarry was for sale. Growing up, he'd, uh, he'd been part of communities in America where there was a lot of lakeside living and he was pretty adamant that he wanted to establish that concept in the UK and, um, you know, improve that holiday offering here. And Red, can you explain what he would have seen when he arrived there? He used to talk about the beautiful lakes, the woodlands, the wildflower meadows, um, and just the, the peace and, and tranquility and, and the wildlife. Um, when he landed, uh, he had his picnic and um, you could just hear birdsong, um, the odd deer flying around the, um, the nature reserve. And it, and it was, um, it was a, a beautiful place. He fell in love with it instantly. And in terms of the, the, the vision, I don't think he had a, a clear plan as to exactly what he wanted to do, but he wanted to share it with people and he wanted to create um, a world-class um, holiday development that, that he'd be able to share with people. And Rory, you were much younger. Can you describe your summers at Lower Mill and sort of in the early days of the old farmhouse? I've got nothing but fond memories of those early days of Lower Mill. Uh, as you say, I was very young and there's lots of photos in the family photo albums of me and my underpants covered in mud and a few bumps and bruises, hopping fences, kayaking in the lakes, cycling around the nature reserve and just having that childhood that seems to have been a bit lost now in, in modern society. So, um, yes, nothing but fond memories. And Red and Ruby, any fond memories? I think just having the freedom uh, to explore the estate, you know, hundreds of acres of woodland, lakes, you know, fishing, swimming in the lakes, and just really having a great time as a family. Yeah, and for me, that, that whole family piece, spending the whole summer together, going out onto the lakes, um, having picnics, and, um, and and just making fantastic memories. And also the parties that we used to have, uh, we all used to bring friends, and, and that was a fantastic memory for us all. Red, it then evolved through the years into Lower Mill Estate. Why Lower Mill? Lower Mill was a farm, so it was actually called Lower Mill Farm, and a, uh, a working mill, flour mill. And um, that dates back to the 1800s. And that actually used to support the local community, providing bread and also jobs. So we didn't want to kind of change that history. And so it's really important to keep the name Lower Mill. We added the estate on the end. And, and that's why it's Lower Mill. And what about the concept back then? Like, so, you know, what was on offer? When it first started, it was really the traditional Cotswold Stone holiday homes, a mix of, of two to four bed. And... Um, some private facilities. So it was really, you know, a private holiday home for families. Um, and then it kind of evolved and uh, 
ventured into much more avant-garde modern architecture, increased the facilities at the estate, the services, and really uh, that's how it kind of grew over time. So as you just mentioned, it became more than just holiday home ownership, didn't it? So you started to offer facilities and services. Um, Can you explain a bit more about that? As more and more families purchased plots at the estate and built their own holiday homes, they they wanted more service. So before the likes of Airbnb, and there was nothing really there to to help people rent their properties. So uh, families approached us, Ruby set up a holiday company there. Um, We then set up cleaning business, maintenance, then came the restaurant activity hub. And so um, it's really as a result of families wanting those services at the estate, uh, they evolved over time. Thinking back over the last 25 years from a lower mill estate perspective, what would you say is the highlight for you? I'd have to say the highlight for me would be actually seeing the families enjoy the estate like we did all those years ago. And, and ultimately, that was dad's dream. And that dream has realized. And um, it's beautiful to see. Ruby, Habitat First Group was then established. What was the overarching vision? And why was it important that nature was at the heart? You know, when dad started uh, Lower Mill Estate, he really wanted to harmonize ecology, architecture and nature. And he was really ahead of his thinking 25 years ago in making sure that nature was the most important aspect. And, you know, even now we have accreditations of building with nature just to show how seriously we take we take that aspect and that nature, ecology, um, you know, sustainability is super important to us. And Red, what about the progression? So Lower Mill Estate was established and then it progressed onto Silver Lake and now Birchwood. Was the expansion sort of always part of his vision? No, because when I started in the business in 2009, the focus was always just Lower Mill and you could never really see an end date for Lower Mill because we had so many plots to sell. But actually... After the recession and into kind of 2010, Dad changed his ideas and actually wanted to take the model that we'd created, uh, which is a benchmark for others, to other locations in the UK. And um, he sold an asset. He was then able to acquire two new quarries, one in North Devon and one in Dorset. And, and then we have the birth of the group, Habitat First Group, which has multiple sites in the UK. And it's um, thankfully he did do that because, you know, we're at the end of Lower Mill now with five plots remaining. And we have um, a really great opportunity at Silver Lake and in in North Devon to continue the model, continue the legacy and um, and keep going. I guess he never really had a chance to be able to see this progression because he sadly um, passed away. Was there a sort of a moment as a family where you thought, yes, we're going to take the legacy forward? Were you thinking at any point that maybe you wouldn't? Yeah, I think it was never really in doubt that we wanted to take that legacy forward. It's such a huge opportunity for us to realise his vision and put our own stamp on it as well. We were always going to take it forward and always going to try and make Dad proud. And, uh, you know, I think we've done that. But we're a family business, of course. But I think that idea of being a family business extends way beyond Red Ruby and I. We've got such a great team they all wanted to support us in achieving dad's goals and, and then our goals. And we're very lucky to have them around us. And I think together we've taken it way beyond, I think, even dad's wildest dreams. Did you want to um, add to that at all, um, or Red? You know, I think from my point of view, we've been able to 
put our own stamp on the business. I know you know Rory referred to that earlier, but what's what's great to see is the the change in architecture, the the change in village design, the um, the new facilities that have been designed by us and the team. You know, are, are quite different to that of what Dad was creating at the time, and I think you can see quite a clear difference in the phases from when um, we had to take over to when you know dad was was at the helm and it's great to see the the two work together and um it's fantastic you know absolutely he was 53 when he passed away you know it was so young we we lost our leader you know the man that we'd go to for advice red was 29 i was 25 and rory was 19 and you know suddenly we're at the head of this business and but thankfully like red said you know we've got fantastic team around us and to really take that business to the next level you know in the last eight years it's i'm proud of what we've achieved rory could you tell us a little bit more about when you made that decision to join the family business which you hadn't planned to do but then you ended up joining your your siblings and here we are so when i was much younger i was adamant that I didn't want to join the family business. I wanted to go out on my own and um, uh, do something myself, much like dad did. And uh, uh, I started off doing a bit of personal training. I set up my own business back uh, home in Reading and um, was really enjoying that. And then, of course, dad passed away. And like Ruby said, it was a, a seismic shock and it, it took us a, a, a while to, to take stock there. But from that very moment, I didn't hesitate in, in jumping in and joining the business because it's such a great opportunity to be involved in something incredibly special and work with my siblings, work with the team that I've grown up around at Lower Mill and, uh, you know, really do something different. And Silver Lake you know, is very much built around um, the same ethos as, as Lower Mill. It's built in the same mould, beautiful lakeside views, muscle yourself and your family in nature, fantastic architecture, amazing facilities with a few key points of difference. So you know, one of the main ones being the location, you're just 15 minutes away from the seaside and the world famous Jurassic Coast. You've got Durdle Door, Ringstead Bay, Lulworth Cove right on your doorstep there. The relative age of the site you know, is pretty young compared to Lower Mill. We broke ground at Silver Lake in April 2016 compared to the late 90s at Lower Mill. So um, there's still so much potential there, so much more land to develop, so many more facilities to put in. So that's all very exciting. And uh, also the history of the site. You know, before it was Silver Lake, it was uh, an old sand quarry, which granted isn't particularly interesting. But before that, it was RAF Warmwell, which uh, was um, uh, an RAF base during World War II. And uh, even now, we're still digging up relics around the estate, old army helmets, there's an old World War II pillbox out in the nature reserve, which we've turned into um, a bit of a destination point for families to come to and uh, read a bit about the history of the estate. So um, it's really important to us to have those nods to, to the history of Silver Lake all the way around. And it's a proven model, really, isn't it? So the concept is pretty much the same in regard to holiday home ownership, but the experience, I guess, is different because it's in a different location. Would that be correct? Yeah. So I would say that at Silver Lake, families are exploring a little bit more. As I said, the local area has so much magic in it. The seaside, beautiful local towns like uh, Dorchester, Weymouth. So there's a lot of exploring to do. There's lots of activities like windsurfing, beautiful cycling routes. So I think families are using Silver Lake mostly as a base, you know, fantastic base, 
to go out and explore their local environment. And, um, uh, you know, all the families that we speak to at Silver Lake seem to be really enjoying that. And also the topography is so different to Lower Mill. Lower Mill is very flat. Silver Lake, you've got hills, drop downs and big views. And all, you know, the flora and fauna is very different too. So you, you do get a very different experience when you're at the two sides. And of course, it's, it's very near the really iconic Jurassic Coast, isn't it? So for people that want to be slightly more near the seaside than inland um, at Lowell Mill. Definitely. And there's a lot of owners who used to holiday there as kids and they go and visit their grandparents down in Dorset, spend family holidays there. So they've got that emotional connection to the area. So they're just happy now that there's something on offer there in Dorset that matches their expectations in terms of modern architecture, outstanding facilities, whilst allowing them to explore that area that they've got a real deep personal connection to. And can we now move on to the third side of yours, which is Birchwood, North Devon? Can you talk a little bit about that and perhaps what makes it unique? And, you know, Red and Ruby, you can jump into at any, any point as well. Birchwood's very unique compared to Lower Mill and Silver Lake. It's less about the, the, the big expansive lake views and much more about the amazing ancient woodland that runs through the site. You've got the River Venn and the Tarka Trail running directly through the centre. And uh, the landscape and topography is, is just amazing. It's surrounded by big, beautiful hills, which uh, shields the site from the wind. And the intention is to um, build some amazing mountain bike tracks. And uh, we've got some, some really exciting plans for the future. But again, with Birchwood, so much of the magic is in the local area. You're within 30 minutes of some of the best surfing beaches in the UK, Woolacombe, Croyd, and 30 minutes the other way, you've got uh, the Exmoor National Park with some of the most beautiful hills and, and, and nature walks that you can find. So um, again, it's going to be an amazing base for people to explore from. Uh, I remember going to Birchwood about three weeks after Dad had passed away and it was with Red and it was the first time I'd seen it. And I remember just standing at the top of Birchwood and Rory mentions a topography. You just stand at the top and you can, you can see the whole estate. I remember coming away just feeling really excited about what we could do there. It's a bit smaller than the other sites, but you could really visualise the potential there. And to touch on what Rory said about surfing, that's going to be a you know, huge part of, of Birchwood. We see pro-surfing families coming to this state to say to then go off and explore all the great surfing locations in Devon. And we're, we're, we're super excited to actually give it a go too once it's all set up. But it is, it is a special site and it's lovely and mature and really excited to, to get going with that. Ruby, they all come together also in common ground when, with Habitat Escapes, don't they? Yeah. So maybe you could tell us a bit about that and the concept. Our holiday offering started um, at Lower Mill Estate around 12, 13 years ago now. And it used to be called Lower Mill Estate Luxury Holidays. We started with two properties. And as the years have gone on and we've acquired new sites, you know, the name wasn't very fitting of what we were offering. So uh, we switched the name to Habitat Escapes. Now it's operating over Silver Lake and Lower Mill. And from the initial two properties, we're now on uh, around 80 properties and counting. And it was just that way of giving families a way to enjoy the estates, uh, perhaps without the holiday home ownership. And we've had so many families stay over the year that have enjoyed their holidays so much that they've actually gone on to buy at one of the sites. And for me, that's a really exciting concept that we're providing someone 
a holiday that they enjoy so much that they then want to go on and continue enjoying those sort of holidays for for years to come. I imagine it's probably one of the most popular things, being able to do all the activities and enjoy the grounds rather than just stay in the house. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the whole point of it all. So before I move on to um, Habitat Zero, what do you think is the favourite thing to do there? Because I know you've got nature trails, you can go out in the canoes, you know, even paddle boarding. Like what would you say is sort of the the sort of favourite thing for people to do? I think it's just it's getting children to put down the technology and go out in a safe place, um, really enjoy the nature reserve. Um, I personally, I grew up in the water, I love the water, and seeing people out on the lakes falling off their paddle boards, you know, laughing, joking with their families, you know, seeing dad fall off, their dad fall off a paddle board. It's just seeing people making those memories there. And we've got Activity Hub on site, which... um, you know, combines all of those activities and you can hire your bikes, your canoes, your kayaks, your paddle boards. And it's just a fantastic offering we have that really helps Habitat Scapes. They also put on some great events. So they do sunset safaris and um, they do some great uh, paddle boarding sessions with, um, you know, groups of people. And uh, in the winter, they're going to be launching some really exciting new activities to keep everyone active across the state. And you can see that families are engaging much, much more each year with these activities and wanting to get out and explore, wanting to get out onto the water. Activity Hub have never um, had so many kayaks, paddle boards, bikes hired out than they have this year. So, um, you know, there's certainly a trend of families wanting to get out more and explore their natural environment. And we've got a guy heading it up called Lawrence who is just passionate about, you know, anything bike, water sports. And he's really engaging with all of the owners on site, with all of the families that come and visit. And um, he's fantastic at getting everyone out exploring the wider estate. Sounds fabulous. (laughs) How about we move on then to, um, I know um, you've got Habitat Zero, which is a really, really good um, sort of initiative that you've come up with. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Habitat Zero is our Habitat First Group's pledge to deliver a carbon neutral business by 2030. We're working with specialists at the moment uh, to do an audit of all of the site and the operations to, uh, to produce a report that basically acts for us as a benchmark as to how we can improve. It's so important these days to be you know, running a business that is responsible, that can do better in the world, and just having that at the forefront of our mind going forward. And we've already implemented so many measures, haven't we, across the estate. So uh, all of our buggies on the estate are electric, that the cleaners and the maintenance team go around. Um, We've got electric charging points at both estates so that owners can charge up their vehicles. Our ecologist, Dr. Phoebe, uh, who I know that you've spoken to before, she's doing amazing work out there on the estate, um, rewilding and uh, managing the landscape and ecology plans. So, uh, yeah, we're already doing so much, but we can all do so much better as a society, can't we? Absolutely. And we've we've just introduced allotments over the last six months, which are just proving so fruitful in providing food for the on-site restaurant. You know, even the wasted beer dregs we're using for slug control on the allotments um, and just kind of really promoting this circular economy where very little is going to waste. And our groundsman, Bob, who, God, has been there for so long, probably watched me grow up and uh, saw me running around in my underpants when I was a kid. He manages the allotments and um, 
he's almost become a bit of a modern art piece that <laughs> uh, owners and holiday makers will come and watch him tend to his allotments. And um, he seems to really enjoy it. And so, so do the people on site. Oh, gosh. Um, so they, I imagine they probably use all the vegetables and everything at the restaurant. Do they add value? Yeah, absolutely. Every weekend they have their specials and even crayfish from the lakes are used in a lot of the recipes. And um, no, it's, it's amazing, amazing to see that, you know, this fresh produce is really being put to use. And they've tripled in size over the last few months. So uh, that produce is becoming more and more. Um, Paul Budd, the head chef, is just absolutely loving all that, you know, fresh produce from the allotment and how, how sustainable. Yeah, and I was on holiday there recently at Lower Mill and I took the kids blackberry picking. So even families on holiday, you can go out there and, um, you know, really, really get out there, experience nature with the kids and, and show them that side of things. Rory, it was your idea to create the Habitat First Foundation. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? So, um, yeah, the Habitat First Foundation was something that we all decided we wanted to do to give back and uh, offer something special based on what we do at our estates. And um, the the plan is to build two properties, one at Lower Mill and one at Silver Lake, that are both kitted out for full disabled access and requirements um, to offer holidays 365 days of the year. We're, we're really excited about the project, the overall project, and we've already done a few fundraising events um, but of course, uh, you know, to, to build those properties is going to require a lot more. So um, uh, we're working on new fundraising events and ways that we can you know, fulfill that goal to, um, to to have these two properties. But uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. Thanks, Rory. It sounds um, like a very special initiative. If we could now reflect back and have a think about your journey, can I ask you all to describe your journey together and any thoughts that you have on that? It's been an amazing journey full of ups and downs, more ups than downs. And to see Lower Mill go from one house to um, what will end up being 400 with the creation of, of all of those facilities throughout has been um, an amazing challenge. People didn't think that we would get to this point. And, um, you know, with the help of our amazing team, family getting together, you know, us all working really closely together. And of course, we, we disagree sometimes, but ultimately we get there. And that's what a family business is all about. Um, but to sit back now and look at it all kind of holistically and go, wow, we, we created that. What an amazing, amazing achievement. And I'm um, so proud of, of what we've done there. Lower Mill Estate and now Habitat First Group has been my whole life. I grew up there. I now work there. Um, it, it's more than just a business to me. And I know this, the same applies for Red and Ruby and beyond us. Um, so, uh, yes, we're, we're incredibly proud of, of what we've achieved um, with the help of our team. And so many of the team have been with us either from the very start or, or very soon thereafter. And um, I know Diane, who, again, you, you've spoken to before, she likes to tell us about the first Christmas party, which was at a local Chinese in Sirencester with about six people. And uh, now those Christmas parties are um, over 100 people. So um, uh, the progression is phenomenal. And um, we're really excited for the future as well. I think I was around eight when dad, dad found Lower Mill and 25 years ago. And I, I was working with him for about five years before he passed away. And 
like Rory said earlier, I never thought I would. I thought I'd find my own path elsewhere. And he said, why don't you come and work with me for a few months? And that was 13 years ago. So I never left. And I absolutely loved working with dad. And I love working with Red and Rory. I think we all bring different strengths uh, to the business. We all have our different strengths. And um, it it sounds cheesy, but it's really been such a joy working with my brothers. And I I wouldn't want to change that. Red. What do you think your father would say if he could see the estate today? I think he would give us all a big pat on the back, to be honest, and go, you've done good. Um, I probably wouldn't have done that like that and, you know, maybe have just kind of said a few things. But, you know, he's a, he did it his way, right? So, um, but I, I think we can, um, we, can, we can be kind of proud that, to know that, you know, he would be super happy and chuffed a bit at, at what's being created there. And what about you, Ruby? What do you think he would have said? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, you know, kind of he raised us, um, you know, with the kind of the right morals and the skills to make, you know, the right decisions as as far as we could. And um, yeah, I think like Red said, I I think he'd be, I think he'd be really proud. It just, it feels crazy that we're almost at the end of Lower Mill because looking at Silver Lake and knowing that that's a 25 to 30 year, you know, kind of journey to build all of those houses there. It feels like a long way off. But when you look back at that timeline of Lower Mill, having a similar timeline, and we're there, it's just, yeah, it feels it feels crazy, but um, but pretty cool. I can't, I can't wait to see Lower Mill finished and the fantastic houses around Mindsy Lake. It's, um, it feels like we've produced something really special there. And I think the first thing he'd say to me was, uh, would be, you know, what are you doing in the family business? You said you wanted to go off on your own. But uh, I think his biggest source of pride would be that we've not just done it his way. We've put our own stamp on it. We've gone in different directions and we've broken the mould and we've continued to innovate. And we are so far ahead of the game in terms of ecology and conservation, which was at the beating heart of everything that Dad did. So, yeah, I think his biggest source of pride would be that the three of us and the team around us have um, come up with our own ideas and and, and flown with them. And I, th- I think we've kept his vision, you know, in intact, that, that vision of harmonising ecology, architecture and nature. We've never once let one of those aspects go. Like Rory says, you know, we're innovators in in the houses we build, in the architecture there. We're trying to lead the way with the ecology aspect of things. So, um, yeah, he had that vision, but we, we've, we've taken it on, but haven't sacrificed the key elements um, of what he wanted to achieve in the first, first place. And what does the future hold? What have you all got in mind moving forward? You know, we're still so excited and energised by Habitat First Group, you know, how could you not be? You know, we're working on such special projects and um, doing things that we know, are, you know, the net benefit to, you know, the ecology and wildlife on site. And um, one of the big projects that uh, is at the forefront of our minds at the moment is Birchwood in North Devon and developing our, our, our ideas there. Um, so, you know, that's certainly going to be something to keep an eye on over the next um, few months. There's such a future ahead, you know, we're almost at the end of Lower Mill, but then there'll be a huge operational element there with the holidays, with the restaurant. And Silver Lake is, Silver Lake is still at the start of its journey. So seeing where Silver Lake goes, the facilities we put in there, 
uh, the families that will be enjoying the site. Um, and then with Birchwood, it, it honestly, 25 years in, it still feels like we're at the start of a journey. And so, yeah, that, that's really exciting as well. For me, something that's super exciting is the new facilities at Silver Lake, which um, one part of it is called the Alfresco Spa. And it, it really is something special that we're looking forward to. Uh, it's going to be coming out soon. And um, it, it really kind of turns the traditional spa upside down. And um, it's a first in the UK. And we are just so buzzing about it. Well, 25 years in, and I guess you've got another 25 to go. At least. <laughs> um, incredible journey. Thanks so much for joining me. And I'm sure everyone will really appreciate listening to your, your story. And I know that there is a film coming out as well. So everyone can, can watch the film as well. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Moving forward. You know, we're still so excited and energised by Habitat First Group. You know, how could you not be? You know, we're working on such special projects and um, doing things that we know, uh, you know, the net benefit to, you know, the ecology 